Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our mind. All right. And we're going to have some stuff on our plate today because we eating in this app. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we eating in this we app. We eating on this app. I wore my pizza sweatshirt today. I did notice that. But I took it off because it's very warm in here. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to turn the heat down with the oven. Yeah. We're like cycling. P.S. This episode is all about frozen pizzas. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll but... get into it. Um, yeah, we're in Lara's apartment and yes. it's very warm. Yeah. this The oven's roasting up this place. So. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we get into salty sweet? Let's get into it. Okay. I'll start. Okay. My salty is that I feel an impending laptop death. Oh no. As I stare at my laptop pleading for it to last another six months. It better not die while we're recording. <laughs> I am constantly in fear that it's just gonna completely give out on me. Oh no. It's really nerve-wracking. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> it just it I think the fan's broken. I need to take it to Apple. Mm-hmm. But you know how these things go. Mm-hmm. You bring it to the Apple store, and then yeah. your Apple whatever, what are they called? Like their... Apple Care? No, like oh, the, the, genius the geniuses. <laughs> the geniuses tell you, oh, it's going to cost like $2,000. Oh, you don't have Apple Care? Ugh. Well, uh, yeah. and then you feel bad, because then they try to get you to do Apple Care. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend that. And like, <laughs> it's a whole thing. And this laptop's been around six years. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It yeah. just It's just something I don't want to deal with, so... Yeah. I feel the same way about my computer at home, which is about eight years old. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, I can't... Because you just feel you're, like, squeezing as much life as you can out of it before you know it's just going to go. <sighs> oh, yeah. I did start... Maybe you should do this. I, in my Capital app that I love, I do have a computer... Um, I should thing, do and that. It, and it puts, like, a dollar a day into it. I should just do that. Mm-hmm. But then that means I need to save for, like, a thousand days. I know. Well, my goal is 3,000 because iMacs are so expensive. Ridiculous. But yeah. I will say, I'm a diehard Apple stan. Yeah. When it comes to oh. laptops and yeah. desktops. There's so... no way I'd be getting a PC. No, no way. way. So it's worth it, yeah. but I just don't feel like dealing with it. But you know what's so funny? We think that like a thousand or three thousand is so expensive, but then if you think about how much we use our computers Seriously. for six years every day. Every day. Hours every day. But it's always a shock when we have to replace it. You're like, how dare my laptop <laughs> it's quit always on me? a shock. Even though it's probably my most used item and exactly. I've thrown it around all yeah. around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's I feel true. like that ca- is true. Cars are kind of the same way. Where you're like, "What? I have to buy a new car?" You're like, "I only, <laughs> I only racked up two hundred thousand miles on this. Yeah, how dare it quit on yeah. me?" Yeah, exactly. Uh, wow, you're reframing my narrative for me. Now I feel like okay. You're welcome. Yeah, but is this your personal laptop? Like, yes. it's not your. Do you have a separate one for school? I do have a pers- or I have a personal laptop that we're using now, and then I have a work one. My work one is also an Apple product. 
Mm-hmm. I like begged and pleaded my school district to have one for garage band for music stuff. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. long story short, yes, I do have a work one. So what I have been doing, knowing that this death is coming, I've started to be really vigilant about saving things on Dropbox and mm, yeah. Google Drive and just like backing up everything, um, photos and videos and yeah. just in case one day it just completely mm-hmm. dies. So yeah, Dropbox gives me a lot of peace of mind for that. Yeah. Because I just have all of it on Dropbox. It's the best. It's And great. Google Drive, too. Between mm-hmm. the two, it's, like, so worth it. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Well, I'll do my salty. Because okay. it's, like, kind of funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we have a mouse problem mm-hmm. in our kitchen, which I think I told uh-huh. you about last time you were over. And we haven't had mice, really, in our house, even though we live in an old row, ho- row home. Which, you know. Downtown. Um, but... We started finding mouse poops on our kitchen counter, which is disgusting. But we were like, where is this mouse coming from? And the best guess we had was that it was coming from the stove. Because I knew they liked to, like, hang out by stoves because of the warmth. And then they could come up, like, through the burner and then out onto our kitchen counter. And we hadn't actually seen any, whatever. And then, so we had the pest control come and we pulled our stove out and we did find a little tiny hole on the wall back behind there where we figured they must be coming in from so we closed that up with this like copper wire that he just shoves in there Uh uh-huh i was like great hopefully that fixed it and then we weren't seeing any mouse droppings or anything for a few days and then last weekend robert and i were sitting at our kitchen island eating omelets and we look over and a mouse just like pokes up out of the stovetop burner and it's like (gasps) What's up? What? <laughs> yeah. From yeah. the burner? Yeah. He just crawled up out of it. It was like, I smell omelets. Can you imagine <laughs> if you've roasted a mouse or two? Oh, my God. You probably I, have no idea. Uh, I, well, one of the ways I realized that we for sure had a mouse problem and it was originated in the stove was because I preheated the oven for frozen pizza, tie into this episode, and then my whole kitchen smelled like urine because they pee in your stove, like, or in the bottom, and then so, you turn on your oven and it, like, cooks their pee. Do you think maybe that one was just, like, out of that hole and just... It's possible. Meandering around? But we found another couple tiny holes that could possibly be another place where they're coming through. But then, so after that happened, we put the kill trap on top of the stove, and the next morning he was dead on our <gasps> stove. And I, I, like, couldn't look at him. I made Robert deal with it. It's so heartbreaking, but it's also, like, don't eat me. Like, don't eat my stuff. Yeah, like, please stay out of my kitchen. So, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I can't believe... Can you... I just can imagine this scene happening. Yeah. But also, we can hear them, like, in the walls or in the ceiling. Ooh, I hate that. So, even if we killed the one mouse who was partying in our kitchen, it's only a matter of time before some more find their way in. Oh, for sure. So, we still need to finalized sounds like you need a cat that's what i was thinking but the cat can't like go into our stove but it was funny because then gilmore like kind of caught on and was like staring at the stove in the corner because he could like hear it or whatever yeah Yeah. so that's annoying (laughs) but also pretty funny (laughs) dude yeah well I feel you on pest issues. Mm-hmm. It's not fun to deal with. No, it's not. Um, my sweet is that I will be speaking at the Strand for Dame Traveler's book. Which yeah, is that's a big so deal. exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited. So, I think maybe at the start of season one, last no end of season one, 
I mentioned that there's, like, big project coming and, like, blah, blah, blah. I've been working behind the scenes with Dame Traveler for a long, for about two years, but mm. three years? I don't know. But um, we're releasing the first book in March, mm-hmm. and the day of the release, I will be at the Strand having a Q&A with the founder, Nastasia, and a host, I guess, talking about the process of making the book. Mm-hmm. And it's really exciting because, like, The Strand is one of my favorite bookstores in New York City. It's really historic and beautiful. And yeah, it feels really surreal that I'll be, like, speaking there. Right. So it, it feels strange, but it's something I'm excited about. And my parents will be there. And That's cool. Yeah. It's like a weeknight, though, right? It is. It's a Wednesday. So I had to take some personal days and uh-huh. all my, and I posted on Facebook about the event and all my coworkers were like, is that why you're taking personal days? Cause I never take days really. Yeah. And I was like, yep. And they were like, oh my gosh, enjoy. Like you're so, uh-huh. so awesome. But I wish it was on a Friday or Saturday, yeah. but I guess like the day of the, the publishing company determined was oh. that day. And it's also international women's month. So oh, okay. it works cool. that way too. So are you staying overnight in the city or you have to stay overnight? Two nights, actually. We're leaving oh, cool. Tuesday. We'll be there all day Wednesday and, and that's Thursday like until the covered end of the day. for you, so it's kind of like a mm-hmm. fun little trip. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I mean, we'll just be spending money on food, but yeah, love I mean, to spend that. What else do you do? <laughs> yeah. So I'm <laughs> low-key trying to make a loose itinerary of places I want to, like, where do I want to have breakfast on mm-hmm. Wednesday? And my parents yeah. will be in town. Like, what's a good place that we could just go grab a quick bite? So mm-hmm. it's been fun to sort of plan a little New York trip. That's cool. Unexpected trip. But yeah, yeah it would be uh, really awesome if anyone could come. I don't know if this episode will even be out. It'll actually be out this, this day. This same day? Yeah, Wednesday. What's the date? March 4th. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. We don't know. Either way, we could check our calendar. You but... can't come. It's too late. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll probably post about it on your Instagram yeah, or something. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. that's. So. That's my sweet. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, my suite is like very nerdy and homeownery. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> which is last weekend we actually did a lot of house projects, which Ooh. Robert and I are not handy, but we invited my dad over to help and he's not very handy, but he's <laughs> at least more handy than us. Yeah. So um, we actually got a couple things done, which is just like really satisfying. But what, my what'd you do? Well, we installed a new nest smoke detector nice we hung up three little framed photos in our bedroom which i feel like kind of makes our bedroom look more complete in a really nice way Uh uh-huh although that wall in our bedroom is mostly brick so we have to use a hammer drill to put like these huge screws in the wall just to hang this tiny little four inch by four inch city living um and uh well anyway the main thing we did was we bought this cabinet for our laundry room. It's a wall-mounted cabinet. Mm-hmm. And we installed that. But the idea is that that cabinet is going to be kind of like our linen closet. So I've been working on moving, like, our towels and sheets into there, which means that where my towels and sheets used to be is now free storage. So I've been able to put other things in there. So it's having this domino effect of putting things in better places and just feeling like things have a home, which I really like. Yeah, me too. So it's bringing me a lot of joy in a way that I'm like, wow, I am old and a nerd. (laughs) But it's soothing, though. I get it. I totally get it. It just makes me feel more at peace with my house and calm and stuff. So... That's yeah, awesome. So that's it. 
I mean, I love it. There's nothing quite as enjoyable as singing something perfectly. Oh, I love it. Arranged. Yeah. And just everything having a place, like you said. Yeah. So we have mice, but at least we have kind of a fake linen closet. Adulting. Yeah. <laughs> Homeownership. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are going to move on to the frozen pizza section. So we need to go get a pizza out of the oven. Right now. And then we're going to talk about frozen pizza. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, right. We'll be back. And we're back. We're back. We're back with some frozen pizzas. So if Sarah's the pizza queen and I'm a pizza princess. <laughs> and we're major pizza snobs. Yeah. We still love an indulgent, guilt-free oh, yeah. frozen pizza. I mean, we've talked about Domino's. Oh, yeah. We know we... <laughs> I love I Domino's. Mean, <laughs> it's weird that we can be pizza snobs yet also appreciate this lowbrow Oh, yeah. You have to. You have to know both ends of the spectrum. But honestly, it is pretty hard to make bad pizza. I agree. Like, even if it's not great, it's still edible. It's still good. Yeah. Like, you'll still eat it. Yeah. You know? I totally agree. Yeah. So, do we have any frozen pizza memories? I kind of don't because... You never had growing up or anything? Yeah. I'm kind of new to the frozen pizza game. That's crazy. We grew up in the 90s. I know. I don't know why, but my family was not a frozen pizza family. I will say, though, that we also grew up in areas where there's a ton of just delivery pizza places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mom and pop pizza places. Yeah, for very cheap. But I've gotten into it more recently through Robert's family. Okay. Because a lot of times when we all get together... Like, say we're all meeting in Cleveland for a weekend. We're all getting there kind of late, you know, after work, whatever. And it's like 11 o'clock at night. We're all just kind of crashing. His dad hasn't made food yet because his dad is always making food. Yeah, right. (laughs) You pull out the frozen pizza, get that in the oven, and then you all eat it. Or maybe we're all just hanging out, you know, somewhere. Uh Uh-huh. Playing cards or whatever. We realize that we're hungry. Yeah. Frozen pizza in the oven. Easy. And then... You chow down. So Robert's family really introduced you to Frozen Pizza World. Yeah. Like, they, it, like I never realized it was so, like, common or the fact that it was so uncommon for me. Yeah. That I was like, oh, they, like, frequently just bust out a frozen pizza. Yeah. Like, it's no big deal. Classic. Yeah. But that's just not where my Your, mind yeah. used to go. Interesting. Because, like, for me growing up in the 90s, we always had a frozen pizza in the freezer. Oh. But we didn't really whip it out unless it was... I don't know, like an emergency, like we just had a yeah. crazy day or like, it was just one of those fallback foods yeah. that you knew the kids were going to like it. And I'm sure for my mom, like raising us, it was just sort of like, I had a really awful day and yeah, the, we got to get the kids to whatever you could just, you know, I, yeah. can, I get that now. But I also remember distinctly growing up that on snow days, so days when mm. my mom or my dad was home taking care of us when we were younger and it was just everyone's home from work. We would always have frozen pizza on snow days. Yeah. So when I, as an adult, <laughs> I do the same thing for myself okay. now. So if it's like, uh, you know, we have an early dismissal from school or we're off that day, I will like pick up a frozen pizza specifically uh-huh. on my way back home so yeah. I can have it. It is perfect for a snow day, especially yeah. if you already have it in the freezer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's smart thinking. Then way you don't have to worry about, you know, pizza delivery guy mm-hmm. driving in the snow. Right. But you can still get your carbs. So yeah. <laughs> you still got your pizza. You know. That's awesome. But what about, how do you use them now as an adult? 
So I've started getting myself frozen pizzas for those nights when I'm home alone. Nice. Which, so now I've, like, kind of started, like, dipping my toe in and trying different ones to figure out which one I like best, which we're going to have my current favorite later. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm excited to try it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so now it's become this, like, indulgent thing for me to do for those nights alone where I'm, like, I'm going to be by myself. I got my frozen pizza. I got my Netflix. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. And, like, before I probably would have ordered pizza or made homemade pizza, mm-hmm. but, like... A lot Sometimes, of times, yeah. I don't, I don't want to make it. Like, I don't want to make a mess in the kitchen. You're like, I don't want to spend that much yeah. money. Or a lot of times I go buy groceries on the way home from work, so I'm already getting home late and stuff, and I just want to chill. Yeah. And if you order pizza, you either have to go get it or I have to answer the door to somebody. Yeah. And I don't even want to do that. Sometimes you don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's like, or maybe I'll, like, work out and take a shower, and it's like... Might even have it, like, in the oven while I'm in the shower. So it's like, well, you don't want, like, a delivery guy showing up while you're right. half-dressed or whatever. Yeah. So it's just it's just easy. Also crave the, the taste of it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's different than a delivery pizza. It is different. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> I'm here for a frozen pizza night. Mm-hmm. I, I also think I eat it alone, too, a lot. Because I don't think Luke would prefer frozen pizza ever. I mean, yeah. I don't think... Robert Many people wouldn't would. be into it much but either. But I indulge myself with that. Yeah. So I def- that I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when do you normally have it now? As an adult, on snow days, and then also it's a night alone thing for me too. Mm-hmm. So similarly, it's like a little indulgent. It feels like a little, like treat yourself little thing, mm-hmm. but it's also very lowbrow. So yeah. I don't know. It's cheap. Yeah, it's great. What are they, like, five bucks? Yeah. I think this one, the, we're going to start with bucks. Red Baron. <laughs> that was, like, three fifty, four bucks. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Do you keep one in your freezer or you pick it up specifically? I don't really have a frozen pizza on lock like mm-hmm. my parents did, but I also think if I had kids, mm-hmm. I would. Yeah. Just as a fallback option. Yeah. Like, your fail-proof dinner. Right. In yeah. case of emergency. I think I think that's fair. But no, not normally. Yeah, neither do I. Mm-mm. It's it is a special occasion. Yeah. Like I plan for it. Right. And look forward to it. Like I don't even really go down <laughs> the freezer section at all when I grocery shop anymore. Mm. Yeah. So I don't a whole lot. Yeah. I try to do like the whole perimeter thing. You yeah. Know? But ice cream and pizza. Right there in the frozen section, oh, you know. If I'm really having, like, one of those days, sometimes I am, when I'm getting the frozen pizza, I'm like, ooh, I ooh, see you, ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'm like, ooh, if I get ice cream, I have to get a small one. Yeah, a like a big little, one, yeah. I feel like we have to eat it before it gets, like, freezer burnt or something. Get a little pint. Yeah, just get a little guy. Yeah. But I do that sometimes, too. Those no are like, shame. Those are, like, the real nights when you like, pizza yeah. and ice cream. And there's so many different types of frozen pizza, too. Mm-hmm. Like, French bread pizza, thin crust, rising right. crust, stuffed crust. Yeah. So we're doing a little bit of everything in this one. Right. We have sort of a thinner crust with Red Baron. We have your favorite, which is a stuffed crust. Yes. And then DiGiorno has the rising crust. Nice. So... We've got a little bit yeah. of a mix here. Yeah. Yeah. So... Let's do Red Baron. Yeah, let's try this yeah. one before it gets cold. Yeah. So this is Red Baron, just like their standard pizza with pepperoni. Is that it right? It is their... Let me just pull this up. It is their classic crust pepperoni pizza. And I think this was the cheapest, if I remember correctly. It's thinner. Okay. It. 
All right, to describe it to the listeners, it is a thinner crust. It is. Crispy. Yeah, crisped up pretty nicely. The crust itself is, like, um, very, like, unassuming. Or <laughs> Yeah, it's not, there's nothing to it. There, it's, no. It hasn't risen, it's not puffy, it's, yeah. it's a thin. The crust is almost like an afterthought. It's yeah. like there's just like it's a just little bit edge. Of extra of this pizza. <laughs> it's the edge of the base, you know? <laughs> it's not an actual crust crust. Yeah. Got your classic pepperoni. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try it. All right. P.S. While Sarah's taking her first bite, there's nothing worse than scalding the absolute mm. hell out of the top of your mouth when you eat your first bite. So I'm like nervous. Okay, my turn. No, it's fine. Mm. I don't hate it. <laughs> not hating it. You know what? It's just, this to me is like, the sauce, nothing special. No. The pepperoni is a little bit spicy, at least really? by my standards. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of a kick. I like the pepperoni on it, though, because I think without it, it would be very bland. Very bland. Uh-huh. Like, the cheese on this, I don't even know. No, nothing. But long story short, there's real. it's made with 100% real cheese. Thank God. Preservative <laughs> free crust. Yeah, the cheese, it's really, um, what I would you guess? I with this. Um... The cheese is, like, all holding together well, mm-hmm. which is good. I don't know. I don't hate the cheese. I feel like it's... The cheese feels higher quality me, quality to me than other frozen pizzas I've yeah. tried. The crust is really just... Not much going on there. No. It's very basic. It's a little cardboardy. Yeah. The, especially the very, very bottom of it. Mm-hmm. I like how crispy it got. <laughs> yeah. It literally looks like a cracker on the end of dough. <laughs> yeah. And the dough is kind of smushed. There's like really it, no rise in it either. It like, looks almost like it wanted to rise, but couldn't quite muster right, up like, the courage. Right. Like, if you look at my bite, it looked like there was, like, oh, yeah. a little <laughs> bit happening. It's like one little bubble in there. Yeah. But, you know, I, all that considered, I still don't hate it. I don't either. I'd eat it. Mm-hmm. You know. You know what? Sorry, I won't talk while I chew. <laughs> this is the type of pizza that you dunk ranch into. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like a school lunch, sort of. Except I'm not a ranch dunker. Oh, I am. I'm not. I'm... I don't have ranch <laughs> right now, but <laughs> I would. The reason why I say that is, like, if you were to add, like, garlic salt on this or mm-hmm. garlic powder, yeah. I feel like I might like it a little better. And it, like, has a nice sturdiness for dipping. Oh, Yeah. This thing ain't going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. I like the crunch to it, though. I don't really love the crust or anything else, though. Yeah. Hmm. I'm fine with it. Be interesting yeah. to see how the other two stack up. Yeah. It's not too saucy. No. Mm-mm. Good balance. Yeah. Like, if I was in the mood for pepperoni pizza... Yeah. And we didn't try any of the other two today, I might go for this one. Yeah. Because at least I've tried it, and it's fine. I think it's a safe option. Yeah. Can't really go wrong with this. Safe option. All right, Red Baron, what would you give it? Like, 8 out of 10? On a frozen pizza scale. On a frozen frozen pizza scale, not, like, um, pizza scale. I, I might say, give it, like, a 7.5. I would say 7. Yeah. 7-ish. Yeah. May change that after we have the other ones, though. Right. So, we'll report back. Yeah, we will report back. We'll report back. So, our next one is your favorite, which is the giant rising... No, sorry, what is it? It's the Giant brand. So we have Giant as our local grocery store. Right. It's their store brand, stuffed crust pizza, five cheese. Okay. And how did you discover this pizza? 
Well, actually, it's really funny because I picked it up one day when I was starting this frozen pizza journey. And I was sitting at home (laughs) watching Netflix and eating it. And I got to the crust. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Turkey by surprise. I was like, did this thing not cook all the way? (laughs) And I didn't realize it was stuffed crust. Yeah. Happy accident. And then I was like, oh, dang. This is good. Amazing. (laughs) So this happened by accident. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm excited to try it because Giant is a local grocery store. It's like the... No, you know what? It's Eastern Seaboard. Giant. Is it? Yeah. It's not Giant Eagle. No. It's just Giant. Um, there's other, like, family, more family-owned ones in central Pennsylvania, but I think Giant is a little bit more generic. So if you're on the yeah. East Coast, you can probably find a Giant. Yeah. But um, I like that we're doing that with the mix of the other two because yeah. it's kind of <laughs> like a local special. hmm So that'll be interesting to try that next. And but... I wonder if, like, your local grocery store has, like, a oh, similar yeah. generic of their own name brand or something like there's somewhere out there just pumping these out and putting different names on them. So, but it is a stuffed crust, which sets it apart. And honestly, I feel like, and it'll be interesting to see what you think. The actual pizza part of it is fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's all about that crust. I mean, yeah. (laughs) The crust is basically like a mozzarella breadstick. Love it. On the end of the pizza. Like, did you ha- guys have those at your school lunches? Oh, yeah. It's totally. Kind of, it's a lot like that. You know what? Frozen pizza and school lunches are very tied for me. Like, mm-hmm. I work at a school yeah. that serves, I mean, with the whole Michelle Obama, um, like, change of the school menu. People act like they change so much. Guys, <laughs> it's still pretty bad for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think for uh, kids now, they have pizza all the time with stuffed crust or... They have now just pizza, like, it pretty much is the crust of the stuffed crust, and they yeah. just dunk the it dunkers. into marinara. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But it's the same thing I had, mm-hmm. but they count, like, the tomato sauce as a vegetable. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, at least it's something. <laughs> well, actually, it's going to change because Trump rolled back all of these oh. initiatives, so uh-huh. I'll be curious to see how many deep-fried things are going to now mm. be on everyone's menus. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just have this... I just tie sort of this taste of a frozen pizza with school lunches because I packed lunch quite often. Mm -hmm. Not all the time. I think I definitely bought more than you did because I know you Mm -hmm. were very organized with your lunches growing up. I didn't do it. My parents didn't. Yeah. God bless them. But you did buy on pizza day, right? (laughs) Yeah. You have to. But it wasn't school pizza. It was the day that they got pizza from outside. What? Yeah. My school never did that. Yeah. When I was in middle school, we got Domino's. Which is where I started to love Domino's. And then they in just high ordered school, in? there was a place called CeCe's that they would get pizza. And they would get no. a ton of pizzas. And it was, like, real pizza. Like, not it w- school frozen. They had, they had school fr- pizza other days. Okay. But it was, like, on Wednesdays, they got pizza from outside. What? And brought it in. We never had that. Yeah. It was always, it tasted exactly like this Red Baron pizza. It was just, mm. you know. No, I got real pizza. <sighs> jealous and it was good yeah man although now that i'm thinking about it i wonder how many pizzas the school ordered seriously for every wednesday i bet they can't do that anymore there's so many regulations and bureaucracy now with yeah. kids and diets and all well, that stuff luke would be able to tell us yeah follow up on that there. we'll follow up um yeah but that's got to be a sweet gig for that pizza shop because uh, it was just yeah. like um we went to it on our first feast of saint pizza yeah um 
Just like a family-owned pizza shop. And if they just know that order's coming in every... Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday. Yeah. Think about it. We had, like... I think our school had, like, 1,200 students. I'm in favor of this. It's a great way to support local business. Yeah. I'm sure they got a good discount because pizza's not expensive to make. Oh, yeah. So... Well, I will say now if you're hosting, like, an after-school party or you're, you know, you have an organization meeting or whatever, a lot of times local pizzerias will have uh, just, like, a relationship with the school district, but it's not like they can actually serve that as a lunch for the general population, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is a long tangent, but I think this Red Baron pizza tastes a lot like my school lunches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, like, a nostalgic thing. Yeah. But I'm excited to try this five cheese because, again, Mm -hmm. this is a, this is, like, those mozzarella dunkers that you would have, and that's the best part. Doughy, cheesy, How much time do we have left till it comes We have, like, out? a minute, so... Okay. All right. Well, should we pause here and go check on that one? Yeah. Let's do it. We'll be back yeah. again. Pause the pod. Pause in the pod. All right. We're live with... <laughs> All right. So, this is the giant stuffed crust five cheese pizza. It says, mozzarella stuffed crust pizza topped with tomato sauce and a blend of mozzarella cheddar... Asiago, Parmesan, and Romano cheeses. 100% real cheese. Hey. (laughs) I will say, looking at the pizza, it is 50% crust. (laughs) With, like, a dollop of, like, the pizza stuff on the inside, Mm -hmm. which I kind of love. Yeah. It's probably four times as much crust as this Red Baron one we just had. Oh, for sure. If not eight times. Like, is the pizza itself bigger than the Red Baron? Or does it just feel bigger because it's thicker? I feel like it just looks bigger. I think diameter-wise, it's about the same. Mm-hmm. But you're getting more with it. Right. But the, the rise of the crust. Mm-hmm. And because, like, the Red Baron's so thin. Yeah. So I think it just kind of is deceivingly bigger looking. Mm-hmm. But I think it's about the same. It I, looks heartier. I, I could be wrong, but. Yeah. Um, I like that they actually described the cheeses in it. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's distributed by a place in Maryland, so. There you go. Might be an East Coast specialty. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we try? Let's try it. Do you have a... So... Okay. It's still pretty hot, though. We might have to wait a minute. Oh, also, I have to say, when I eat this by myself at home, I normally doctor it up by drizzling some olive oil on it and and grating really good Parmesan on top of it. Okay. What I'm going to say right now is that I think I I taste Asiago, like a sharper cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a much sharper cheese taste. Mm-hmm. Mm. Especially after eating the Red Baron. Yeah. The cheese is shining on this one. Yeah, cheese is popping on mm-hmm. this one. It's not too saucy, which I thought it was going to be a little saucy. Like, like it, mm. by appearances, it looked like there was a ton of tomato sauce in the middle, but it's good. Well, you know what else? Normally when I make it at home, I have a pizza stone, so I'll warm up the pizza stone while I'm preheating the oven and then put this on the stone because mm. I thought, like... Rather than putting it right on the the oven grate or whatever. The rack, yeah. The rack. Like they tell you to. I figured, oh, well, pizza stone's got to be better. Yeah. But I think the bottom crust crisped up way better. Rack it up. On the rack. So I need to try that at home next time. I'm a big fan of the rack. Yeah. For a frozen pizza. Because a lot of times they'll tell you you can put like a, a cookie sheet or whatever underneath. Mm-hmm. Or a pizza stone. They don't really normally say that, but... Mm-hmm. Or you can use a rack. Like, the Red Baron one, it had two different ways you could make it. 
And mm. one of them was the rack method. Okay. Yeah. Because it probably does help to have the air circulate under it mm-hmm. and let steam escape and stuff to crisp it up. Much better rise. You see that? Mm-hmm. Got those air bubbles. Mm-hmm. This is pretty... This is pretty good. This... not going to lie. <laughs> the cheese is just so much better. Mm-hmm. You can just tell that a five cheese pizza actually has five cheeses. Mm-hmm. All right. You need to try the crust. All right, all right, all right. And I feel like this really delivers on that stuffed crust. Like, it's not a tiny bit of cheese in the crust. It's Whoa. legit. <laughs> I can see what you mean by being afraid that it's undercooked. It has like a, like when you have the cheese, I know I'm expecting a stuffed crust, but it has mm-hmm. like, that's good. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it is like. I'm glad this is holding up to how I thought it was. Now it's still, yeah, this is like, look at all that. Yeah. That's good. It is really fun when you're eating it. And like, I'll like, you know, where you get to the end on one side mm-hmm. and you could leave the crust. I'll usually take like a bite of crust, but I love leaving myself uh-huh. two to three bites of just the stuffed crust. Wow. And I feel like this pizza also gives you more than the Red Baron because you actually eat every single piece of it. Yeah, you have to. Instead of leaving the little cracker crust. Right. Because it's not worth it. Because it's not worth it. <laughs> Yeah. No, the crust of the Red Baron is like a cracker. Yeah, we were tasting it now that it's cooled down and the Red Baron has really disappointed. Yeah, it's it was much better warm. Mm-hmm. This, like, look at all that cheese in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. It does remind me, again, of those Dunker things that you would have at school. Yeah. Mm. Okay. One to ten, what do you give it for frozen pizza? 8.8. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just really impressed, like, the cheese on this is really good. Mm-hmm. And I do agree with, they didn't mess around with that crust. Yeah. Honestly. What do you, what do you, yeah, what, what's your score? I might give it a 9.7. No! <laughs> no! I'm trying to think of how this could be better. I mean. And I don't really know what I would do. Mm, I don't really know either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe make it bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I think the sauce is a little bit lacking. Mm. Like, it's almost like the sauce, it's not overpowering, but sometimes it, like, takes me away from the experience. Yeah, I get that. You know, they really could elevate this by having marinara to dunk in, but I'm not going to hold that against them. Mm -hmm. Because the pizza itself is, I mean, like you said, I don't really know what I would change about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, now I'm I'm thinking it needs to be a nine, Mm -hmm. like a 9.0 for me. Yeah, so we're averaging, like, a 9.2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around there. Fair. Cool. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to finish this slice. Okay. That says a lot. Yeah, it is crispy on the bottom. You see that? We probably could have pulled it a minute before I did, but I'm so used to letting the top get really brown on my when I do it at home, but because the bottom well, was crisping up better. there's nothing worse than someone who pulls a frozen pizza out too soon, and it's soggy. <laughs> That's the worst. Mm-hmm. You have to have a crispy bottom. Yeah. Well... I'm thoroughly impressed. Is that like your pizza rapper name or DJ name at Crispy Bottom? <laughs> Crispy with two E's. Mm-hmm. Bottom. <laughs> Crispy Bottom. <laughs> what about your pizza name? Mm. <laughs> Stuffed crust? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because I feel like I'm not a stuffed crust person. Mm-mm. I never was in a stuffed crust until this I would have pizza. never pegged you to, like, a stuffed crust frozen pizza. Right. <laughs> well, I did buy it by accident. <laughs> happy accident. Happy accident. Definitely. Undiscovered oh gem. You would have never known until happenstance <laughs> walked in. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I'm going to walk us through some frozen pizza history real fast. Cool. Okay. I spent a couple hours this morning <laughs> looking into it, and it's very interesting. So, do you think, where do you think frozen pizza actually comes from? If you could guess. Mm. Well, I just took a big bite. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes me wonder when frozen pizzas, be- I mean, not frozen pizzas, frozen dinners became a thing. Right. Which was probably like in the 50s. Which is when more, like, convenience food was becoming popular. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would guess around that time. And you, where in the world? Oh, where in the yeah. world? Like, specific, like, where in the world or where in America? Where in the world. Do you think it is an American-made thing or do you mm. think it's somewhere else? Frozen pizza. Quizzing you. What if it's somewhere weird, like, um... Argentina. <laughs> that would be crazy. Or like Scandinavia. Anything's possible. I mean, don't overthink it. You are right. It's America. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's American American 1950s. Okay, so I was kind of right. Yeah, okay. nailed it. So, never doubt yourself with your pizza right. knowledge. So, just fun fact, the size of the global frozen pizza market as of 4 years ago, mhm, was 11.1 billion dollars. Wow. Which, honestly, I, I, I believe. Yeah. It's expected to grow another $6 billion in three years. Wow. So, it's not going away anytime soon. But the idea of making ready-to-cook pizza came from after World War II, mm-hmm. around the same time that microwaves really started to come around, mm-hmm. because of, like, the ease of making a frozen dinner. And then from there, they just started to expand out from different forms of different foods. Yeah. So it first appeared on the East Coast in 1950, and it's been debated who actually was the first frozen pizza maker. Mm. There's some drama, of course. Okay. So the first Roma pizzas first started showing up in Boston, and then they started making their way down the eastern seaboard, New York City, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, all this sort of area. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the brainchild of a guy named Leo Guifre. (laughs) <laughs> okay. okay i'm not saying that right um i'll link to all the articles that i got all this stuff from in our show notes so if you're interested in doing a deep deep dive gotta check out these uh articles anyway there's all these patents that start coming out in 1950 okay um the first one was actually granted in 1954 by joseph bucci who <laughs> intended to get the right texture when doing a quick freeze dough okay yeah which makes sense yeah, because that, I would imagine you'd have to experiment a bit to yeah. to make it, like, par-baked or partially risen or whatever yeah. to freeze it at the right time. So, like, paper trail, 1954, the first frozen pizza dough is patent okay. by this guy. And then, but then, on the other hand, Massachusetts papers had ads for frozen pizzas in the early months of 1950. Mm. So... It probably has been around way before this actual patent came out. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Akron, Ohio, in 1952, a man named Jack DeLuca came up with his Mm. own line of frozen pizzas, which became so popular that he opened 300 shops. Oh, wait, no, wait. I got to correct myself. He didn't open 300 shops. His pizzas were found in 300 shops. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Woo! I was going to say, that's like... That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> but still, like, in a year, getting your yeah, frozen that's pizza crazy. Mm-hmm. in the 1950s, it's yeah. not like we had social media to, like, yeah. pitch yourself. Or the internet to, like, right. Google places that might want to... Right, so word of mouth. Stock your pizza. Yeah. Um, How do people do anything before the internet? Oh, my God. 
I know, right? <laughs> Boomers, <laughs> tell us. Um, so anyway, I found this interesting. The main turning point for frozen pizza came from a woman in Minnesota named Rose Totino. Mm. Do you recognize last name Totino? Oh. Pizza rolls. Oh, okay. Which is what they're best known for now. Yeah. But Rose... So Totino to- or Tostino? Totino. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if they changed it. I don't know. Hmm. But Totino is her last name. Okay. Um, and she went to Pennsylvania. Hmm. And, she, you know, this is in Minnesota. She's from Minnesota. She mm-hmm. comes to Pennsylvania, and she had it with her friends here because it was available here on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, hold up. This is brilliant. And then she launched her own Italian restaurant with her husband, Jim, and they started making them in Minnesota. Okay. Okay. So she really makes this like national success out of that because of the Totino brand that she eventually okay. forms. Mm-hmm. However, Tombstone mm-hmm. Pizza Still claims around. that they're the first to really oh. make it on the national scale. Of course they do. <sighs> right? <laughs> now, they were actually a bar in Wisconsin and they claimed to make the first one like nationally sold in 1962. Mm-hmm. But after doing more research, mm-hmm. I found out that the Celentano, Calentano brothers, I guess if you're saying the Italian way, mm. owned an Italian specialty store in Newark where they sold like pastas and cheeses and, you know, like mm-hmm. an Italian market. Yeah. And they started selling their frozen pizza on national level at ni- in 1957, five years early than okay. Tombstone or Totino. So it's probably just, like, in the zeitgeist, and a lot of places were making it. Right. It just depends on where you were. Right. East. It comes from the East Coast it. of America, 1950s, mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Um, so, you know, after that sort of kicks off, there's these name brands that we know, like Tombstone, Totino's. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Calentino brothers, who claim, well, time-wise, were the first, I guess, they don't even make frozen pizzas anymore. Mm-hmm. They just make frozen pastas. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, the game changed again in the 1990s when okay. we were growing up okay. because our next pizza, mm-hmm. DiGiorno's Rising Crust. Okay. Okay. So they became It's the, not delivery. It's, it's DiGiorno. DiGiorno. <laughs> the whole spin, right? How do we brand this? So DiGiorno um, is now the top selling frozen pizza brand. Um, and its sales account for nearly half of all frozen pizzas sold. Wow. So they're impressive. massive. Yeah. In the 90s, they, like, take over. Wow. With their rising Because I remember them marketing hard with oh, those commercials. for sure. Yeah. Like, family TV dinner time. Yeah. Yeah. So, fun fact, according to Atlas Obscura, which is a great website and also a great book, Norway has also gained a deep appreciation for frozen pizza. Grandiosa is like their brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it represents more than half of the 47 million frozen pizzas eaten in the country during a 12-month period. Wow. So over in Norway, they're all <laughs> getting snuggly after some snow. Yeah. <laughs> and eating some frozen pizza like we are. Yeah. Being all hugo about it. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. That's Two more fun. fun facts. No, actually, three more fun facts. And then... We will move on to our rising crust. Okay. In 2011, 70% of all school lunch pizzas were made by Schwann's, which is owned, which owns, if I'm correct, uh, the Red Baron brand. Oh. Yeah. Which makes sense. Okay. Because it has that, I said, I feel like it reminds me of something. Yeah. 
Um, Americans prefer classic pepperoni. Mm-hmm. The French like to add a fried egg mm. to their frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. Russians add sardines, tuna, herring, and mackerel. Oh. <laughs> Russia. Hello. <laughs> the Japanese enjoy a topping combination of mayo, corn, bacon, potatoes, and onion. Robert would love that. <laughs> That's how the Japanese like it with adding that on top. It's called mayo jaga. On top of a frozen pizza. On top of a frozen pizza. We should try it. Yeah, I feel like that would actually be good. Yeah. Like a potato, it sounds like a potato Mm salad-y thing with like mayo and Mm -hmm. bacon. Yeah. I I mean, it sounds good to me. I mean, I'm assuming they put it on and then cook it. Yeah. Right? I guess. I don't know. We could look into it. And then my last fun fact, in 2001, a space consumable pizza was delivered to the cosmonauts on the International Space Station. (laughs) Wait, cosmonauts? Cosmonauts. Is it... (laughs) Yeah. Is that different than an astronaut? I don't know. I've never heard no of cosmonaut. Clue. That's from my article I just read. <laughs> uh, whoever's up there at the International Space Station was hangry for some frozen pizza, wow. and it cost $1 million to have it delivered. <gasps> Relatable. <laughs> Hashtag budget what? <laughs> wow, that's got to be like the most expensive pizza ever ordered. Yeah. I mean, I would assume. Come yeah. on. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I, through researching all this stuff, I've, I have a great appreciation for the American legacy that is our frozen pizza. Yeah. You know? At least we have something. Yes. <laughs> All that other stuff. We've got movies and frozen pizza. Democracy. <laughs> kind know. of. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows anymore? Yeah. But yeah, that was really fun to look into, so. That's cool. Yeah. yeah I never really thought about it before. Yeah. About, like. It's just something it. that's always been around in our eyes. Yeah. Growing up in the 90s, it was just always available to us, which is funny because we were in, like, the second renaissance of a frozen pizza time. Yeah. But anyway, that's our DiGiorno is waiting, All so right. let's go Are grab that. Are you sure it's not delivery? Who knows? <laughs> All right. We're back with a DiGiorno. Rising crust. Rising crust. Okay. We got a half pep, half cheese situation. <laughs> Not a five cheese, but what can I say? <laughs> Rising Crust, which apparently, like, revolutionized their brand. Yeah. I don't know. But... It looks good. Yeah. I mean... It looks more, like, similar to the last one we ate. Yeah. As far as height. Yeah. Definitely not a thin crust. The crust looks more substantial. Yeah. Even though it's not stuffed crust. It's, yeah, it's not, but I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that, like, I, I, I get the thin crust appeal, but when it comes to a frozen pizza, mm-hmm. I want a thicker slice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially, like, that Red Baron just did not hold up once it cooled no. off. No. Sorry, Red Baron. Yeah. It's a no-go. Mm-hmm. All right, let's try this. Okay. Are you going pepper cheese? Oh, Good question. Um, I'll try cheese, just regular. Okay, very good. I mean, <laughs> I think this is a lot saucier compared to the other two. Yeah, maybe it's just the bite I took, but I got a lot of sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's something like sweet about this one, like the the dough maybe is sweet. Oh, look at the crust. I mean, that crust is good. Mm-hmm. It's not big bubbles, but it's like a lot of small bubbles. Yeah, and it's not a cracker crust. Mm-mm. Oh, it's got, like, groove marks on the bottom from, <laughs> from the, the grate. <laughs> from the rack. Yeah, it was, like, kind of falling yeah, through the rack Yeah, that was bit. interesting. We opened the oven. It was, like, falling through. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. See, this is doing that thing where you bite and the sauce kind of squirts out at you mm-hmm. and it's really hot. Yeah, and you scald your mouth. So probably a little too saucy for my taste. I like it, but I do think it's a little sauce heavy. Yeah. I do. It's definitely more like, yeah, the sauce isn't the sweet element. I think it's the crust. Interesting. Do you think it's just sugar? <laughs> Let's look at the ingredients. Mm. But it does have something like um, like a sweet bread flavor, mm-hmm. which I like. It does have sugar, but it's not like the third ingredient or anything. Let me see. It has... Mm, the crust is disappointing. Not gonna lie. Like the like the edge, the end crust. Mm-hmm. The serving. All right, let's compare because we have both these boxes. The sugar amount in a serving, which is one sixth of the pizza. Right, right. As if anyone's gonna eat only one sixth. Of yeah, this. are you kidding me? You eat the whole thing. <laughs> so the stuffed crust one that I brought has five grams of sugar in a serving, and this one, the self-rising DiGiorno or whatever, has six grams. So they're basically the same. Hmm. But yeah. There's definitely something It definitely sweet. tastes different. Mm-hmm. Um, wait till you get to the edge. Because <laughs> I was really enjoying this until I got to the actual crust. Okay. And I was just like, ooh. I don't know. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I like yours better. The cheese is nothing special on this. Yeah. Mm-mm. I feel like... even list what type of cheese it is. Yeah, not on the front. No. Right, I'm going to try the crust. No, it's just mozzarella. Yeah, not loving it. What do you think? It's not terrible, but again, I'm getting that sweet, malty flavor. Mm-hmm. I feel like it reminds me of wheat thins. You Ooh. know, wheat thins are kind of sweet. Yeah, but not like sugary sweet. It's like mm-hmm. a like a very mild... Like a honey wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the dough. Mm. Yeah, I like that taste. <laughs> Enriched wheat flour. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think you got a worse crust piece than I did. Maybe. I but don't know. Definitely is not as good as the stuffed crust, obviously. No. And I will say, like, I have no interest in finishing this very edge of my pizza. Mm-hmm. The other one, I'm finishing it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But maybe good. that's just the, the joy of stuffed crust. It's like, you have to finish it. Yeah. I mean, I but mean. it's not good, though. Yeah. So what would you give this one? Ugh. Scale of one to ten. What did I give Red Baron? Like a seven something? I think you gave it a 7.5. I think I want to change that. Or something? Like, Red Baron now is a 6. 6.5. Yeah. Yeah, it went down. 6.5. This is like a 7.2 for me. I think I would give this an 8. You would? Uh-huh. I like it, but I just don't like this edge. Maybe it is the slice mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Do you want to try a bite of mine? No, you, no it's okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> This edge, yeah. See, like, that looks... Mm-hmm. I had a... Oh, yeah. ...thicker slice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you taste the wheat thins? Yeah. Well, it kind of... Yeah, it's kind of like a beer mm-hmm. flavor for me. Like a mm-hmm. beer... That like multi flavor. Like a... I think it's pretty good. Pepperoni's nice. I think the pepperoni <coughs> on this one is more mild than the Red Baron. Oh, like a little less spicy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. For me, Red Baron, 6.5. Giant was a 9.2. Two, I think you ended at, yeah. Yeah. And then this, 7.5. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about and mine you? were basically the same, because I gave, yeah. well, I would probably bump Red Baron down to, like, a 6 or 6.5. Yeah. I give this an 8, and my Giant one, 9.7. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we have a winner, folks. Mm-hmm. We have a winner. The stuffed crust definitely puts it over the top. It does. But I think even, like, the pizza part of it was probably better than well, the cheese. Well, the five mm-hmm. cheese was so good. Yeah. These are very nondescript cheeses. Mm-hmm. Well, that this giant name brand, they have the stuffed crust, and then I think they have thin crust and self-rising crust. Mm. So I might need to branch out and try yeah. some of their other ones. I wonder self-rising compared to DiGiorno self-rising. Yeah. Like, because I, I think I think some of those you're supposed to maybe take it out and let it sit mm-hmm. a little and it rises it then. It fluffs up, yeah. And then you put it in the oven. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. I feel like there this is just making so me want to try more. I know. this. That's what, it's a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Think about, like, all the artisanal ones that are out there, too, you know? Yeah. There's definitely bougie frozen pizzas out there. Oh, yeah. So there was one I wanted to get for us that they didn't have it at this giant I went to on the way over that I had before I discovered my stuffed crust one. And it was, like, I feel like the brand was some kind of, like, healthy-ish brand uh-huh, or whatever. Uh-huh. It's still frozen pizza. But it had... Um, spinach and like red pepper and like feta or or goat cheese or whatever and it was pretty good but it was even better the next day because for brunch i warmed it up in my cast iron skillet and then i made a fried egg and put it on top of it just like the french yeah it was really good and like some freshly grated parmesan cheese and I was like, ooh, this is even better That sounds this amazing. Because, and then it, like, crisped up a little bit more as leftovers in the skillet. And kind of, like, soaks up all that. Mm-hmm. Mm. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so next time you have pizza leftovers. We should do another one of these next season. Yeah. With and you guys, thing. you have to let us know, what is your favorite frozen pizza? Yeah, what's the one that we Obviously. should be going for? Yeah. Is there a name brand that you think is just way better than the rest? Yeah. You know? Let us know. Let us know. Okay? <laughs> so our winner is the giant brand. Stuff Crust. Yeah. For this mm-hmm. round of a face-off. For this off. round. But would love to do another one and mm-hmm. branch out yeah. for sure. Should we get into our listener question slash voicemail? Let's get into it. Okay. This is from our friend Phil. Phil says, what do we like to do on trips that's not food related, but something we like to take advantage of when we're in another city? And Phil loves to visit plant shops and bring one home if he's able to. Yeah. Plant, that's cool. I love that. Is like, Phil is a plant nerd. He Ugh, He's like a plant encyclopedia. Seriously. I like, need his knowledge. I texted him one day at work and I was like, what plant is this? And he was like... <laughs> Give me the Latin name. He's like, the common name is this. It's part of this family. <laughs> yeah, that's how he is. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, actually, when Phil was around in town the last time, he was free on the weekend and went to Philly for the day. Uh-huh. Like, basically, specifically to go to a plant shop that he follows on Instagram. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say, like, if yeah, if you have an interest that you're like a collector or Mm -hmm. if you, I don't know, if you have a specific artist or style that you really like, or if you love coffee or Mm -hmm. any of these sort of like niche interests, Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff is really fun to do. 
Yeah, because obviously most of mine are food-related because I do uh-huh. love going to small coffee shops because, yeah. especially because I don't really have many at all in Lebanon or, like, bakeries and stuff. So I love that. But in terms of non-food, I definitely like to find things for, like, a walking kind of situation, like, um, not even, like, a walking tour or anything, but if there's an interesting area that you can walk to and it's, like, a nice viewpoint from the top or something. Or there's an architecture sort mm-hmm. of style that you really want to see. Yeah, and we also really love um, either doing a bike tour like we did when we were in Paris. We did a Versailles bike tour. That was amazing. That sounds fun. Or also just renting a bike and then just... That's Taking fun. yourself, like, further outside the city if you can or wherever you are, just seeing the city in a different way Yeah, from a bike is one of the things we like to do. Yeah. For me, I always like to do... I do like biking in a new place. It's always fun because you sort of get a lay of the land a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And you can sort of, like, pick up places that you're like, oh, we should go back to that area. That looked cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like, we always go to a lot of museums because Luke is an artist, so he always has a list of art that he wants to see. Even when we were in Taiwan, there was an amazing museum. Now, mm-hmm. would I personally, before we were dating, really choose to do that? I don't know. Maybe if there mm-hmm. was a really, like the Met or yeah, a National Gallery, but we really do spend a lot of time going to art exhibits yeah. and art galleries, which is really fun. I feel like I've learned a lot through going to all these different places about culture and history too. Mm-hmm. So as someone who really loves history and culture... I always try to, like, read up on specific sites that are impactful for wherever I'm going. So if there's a specific, I don't know, monastery that has a lot of, like, history to it or it's an important cultural site that a lot of people go their way to come see, I want to go experience that so I can Mm -hmm. get a deeper understanding of it. So for me, it's, like, Mm history-based. I want to know why these places are impactful and, like, what's... You know, what's a cafe that Jack Kerouac would go to? You know what I mean? Like, sort (laughs) of themed situations, too. There are a lot of fun themed ideas out there, like an Audrey Hepburn's Day in Paris. Or, Mm -hmm. like, what are, like, if uh, Hemingway were to go to New York, here are the places he would go. Mm -hmm. That's always fun for me to sort of play with that and make itineraries off of that idea. Mm -hmm. But in general, I would say museums and then, I don't know, something I like to take advantage of. I mean, food, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that's main, That's mainly for, for me. Yeah. I love bookstores, too. Mm, like, I, I love, love to go to a bookstore and bring one home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big shopper, though, so other than that, I know some people really love to go shopping and bring home something from their trip, mm-hmm. but maybe that, if something were to stand out in it, like an antique shopping thing would be fun, but... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that Phil gets plants. I think that's really cool. I love cool. that. That's a really good souvenir, too, because hopefully yeah. if you keep it alive for a long time, then it's like every totally. time you take care of that plant, you kind of think of where you got it yeah. and where it came from. So I mean, cool. also, advan- like, we both love to take photos, too. So mm-hmm. we, like, scout out beautiful places, too. Yeah. You don't go solely for just taking photographs, but... <laughs> You know, that's an extra thing. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Good well, question, Phil. I love yours more than my answer. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you guys do. Give us ideas. Yeah. To branch out. Yeah. From our food ways. Yeah. We love food. Food, food, food. <laughs> okay. We have to eat. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> so recommendations? Yeah. Okay. My recommendation <laughs> is something that we've already recommended, but I want to, again, <laughs> recommend. It's Squarespace. Oh. <laughs> so I was struck with inspiration, and I was like, you know what? I'm buying the domain name that I want. Mm-hmm. So I bought the domain on Squarespace yeah. because I was like, I'm going to use it. Uh-huh. And I was just reaffirmed my feelings it's just uh, the whole experience of just buying the domain mm-hmm. and then they're so nice because then after you buy the domain which by the way domain is like a www.fillintheblank.com or whatever yeah you buy it and then they give you a 14 day like free trial subscription to just try out their web design services and like just try making your own site Mm-hmm. So I was having fun, like, noodling around with that. And the whole time I'm just like, God, Squarespace is so good. Mm-hmm. So I just want to recommend Squarespace. Not sponsored, but should be. <laughs> um, as if you are making a project and you want to make a website, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, especially I, I used to be pro WordPress. And yeah, now that too. I've switched over, it's just no so regrets. much easier. So much more streamlined. Yeah. It's very intuitive. Yeah. Um, and also their website designs that they have out, if you're starting from scratch mm-hmm. and you don't really know where what to do, there are so many cool ones out there that yeah. they've created. They're very cool looking. So I don't know. I just loved it. I was like, just a great mm-hmm. service. So That's good. Yeah. Well, my recommendation is Little Women. Oh, The Greta nice. Gerwig movie. Haven't seen it. Okay, you have to see it. Okay. I have nothing actually, but good things. I've actually never read the book. I tried reading it when I was younger and for whatever reason couldn't get into it at the time. It just wasn't the right moment for me. Yeah. I read it at a... I think it was a good time for me to read it. Yeah. Good age. I think I might have been a little young. Yeah. Like, I don't remember exactly when I read it, but I feel like looking back on my experience reading it, it was probably just a little too too much for yeah, me, even yeah. though I was a very advanced reader. Yeah. I think. And also, it was one of those things that I remember my mom kept telling me, you should read Little Women. And then you're like, ugh, mom. Yeah. So I definitely had some of that resistance of, yeah. like, because someone wants you to, you're like, Bleh. Yeah, exactly. Um, I And I've never, like, seen any other adaptations of it. So I went in knowing that it was getting really good reviews, but really not knowing much about it at all. Yeah. And I can tell I loved it. Did you cry? Like a baby. I did cry. Actually, there was a lady in the theater who was sobbing. Dude, that would be me. Oh my God. I already know what's going to happen. And and it was like a really quiet point of the movie. And this poor lady was just sniffling and heaving and... Yeah, it was sad. Um, she she was having a moment. Um, <laughs> Aww. Um, but yeah, I can tell I loved it because I keep thinking about it and I want to go see it again. Yeah. I just feel like it was masterfully put together. The acting was great. The costuming, the cinematography. It. I feel it was a masterpiece. From what I'm told, too, like... Greta's decision to change some of the dialogue mm-hmm. was very smart. Yeah. Um, very intentional To bring her home part. some really important ideas yeah. from the script or the, yeah. you know, the like manuscript. Like, there's a speech that, I think her name's Amy? Yeah. Gives. About being a woman? Yeah. Yes. Which, like, yeah. definitely is one of my favorite parts of the film. And, yeah, I, I do feel like, as a woman watching it, it was, it was really something to see 
these women's stories told yeah in a way that is very multi-dimensional and then like it's a story about like their sisterly love uh-huh. and all this stuff and and yeah there were some really poignant moments about what it's like to be a woman especially in that time yeah that i liked but i think to everyone i've everyone who's seen it has said, like, this is the version of Little Women that people will be talking mm-hmm. about and referring to from yes. now on. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've seen the older classic. one. But I think from what everyone says, it's, like, the the way it was done is, like, this This is right. the paramount version of the yes. story. So, And, I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to, but I can only imagine. Yeah. And I'm really glad I went to see it because I have been trying to go see more movies in the theaters, but specifically I really want to go see movies that are either Female like directed, directed and produced by women or about women stories. Yes. Because like those box office numbers actually mean something. So I that's something Money's I'm trying power. to do is to go see films like yeah. For, or about women and, like, people of color and, and stuff like that, too. That's awesome. So, if you guys have any recommendations, like, from here on out for movies that I should go see in the theater like that, please tell me. I don't want to rile you up, but there are some major snubs for that movie. Oh, I know. Like, I know. Come on, Academy Awards. Yeah. Get your crap together. And people are saying that the timeline was hard to follow and it could not have been easier. Like I, excuses. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. It was that Ford and that's versus what I mean, Ferrari. Like... Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, poor anyway, Greta. Greta. Hopefully one day she will get she her will. best she director will. um award. Have you seen Lady Bird? Mm-hmm. I loved Lady Bird. Yeah. So. Which I didn't even realize that Timothy Chalamet was in that, mm-hmm. who I kept calling Timothy Chamelet. Chamelet. <laughs> um, but I think I truly fell in love with him during Little Women. Yeah. Because, like, I knew that there that was role. a big stink around him, and I hadn't quite experienced it myself, but yeah. watching him in Little Women, I'm like, oh, I see it. Yeah, you get I it. I see it. You He's a it. charmer. Yeah. There's something about him. Yeah. Uh, he's got the it factor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got that name. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy. He doesn't even spell it with oh, a Y. Oh, right. It's Timothy. like Timothy. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. <laughs> That's probably wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Well, but if it's still in theaters, you should really I go see it. I definitely want to go see it theater. for sure. I just, again, I, I totally think your idea of trying to go see more movies is awesome because I love movies. I love cinema, but I never take the effort mm-hmm. to actually go see it. When it's available on streaming... I'm there. Yeah. But I really do want to go see more movies, too. Mm-hmm. We have an awesome independent movie theater here, mm. um, just a couple blocks away, called Zootropolis in Lancaster, where they mm-hmm. play independent films, and then they'll play... Oh, cool. Occasionally, they'll do some larger ones, too. Yeah. Um, But it's, you know, we we used to go see more movies when we lived with Kevin and Becky, because Kevin... Oh, yeah, Kevin ...was such movies. a movie mm-hmm. person... Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to do more of that too. So yeah. well, we've good. been trying to do it more and we've started, um, we'll go get sushi uh-huh. on our way to the movie and we like know exactly what we want. It's fast service. And then we go right to the movie and we're almost always the only people, people in the theater yeah. when we watch yeah. a movie. So it's like you're watching it by yourself anyway. Yeah. But the Regal Cinema in Lebanon, um, which is a chain. Apparently, they now have an unlimited pass. What? Which is $18 a month. So if you go see 
two movies, yeah, you've you already saved money because it's nineteen fifty to buy two tickets. So wow. Robert and I might do that. And especially Robert, because there are plenty of movies he would go see by himself. Absolutely. And if you knew, like, I've paid for it already, pretty much, mm-hmm. you would go. Yeah. So I think we're going to see how often we go to the movies, like, if two a month is doable for us or if it is. Because, you know, you're always busy and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that is something we want to try to do, like, once a week or every other awesome. week. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to go see that movie now. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go. I know. You'll love it. Oh, man. What an episode. (sighs) Yeah. I'm feeling like food coma setting in. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm not feeling it at all. Really? Are you going to eat more? I also haven't finished two of my slices yet, so I really didn't eat that much. I finished all of them (laughs) because I haven't eaten today. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm on a roller coaster of, like, blood sugar. (laughs) Just, like, feed me, and it's like, boom, carbs, and now I'm like, let's take a nap. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Well, this was fun. We're yeah. definitely going to do this again at some point. As pizza royalty. Yeah, we have to we defend have our to, title and our honor. We have to talk about all versions of our brand. Yes. So, you know. <laughs> definitely. Well, thanks so much for joining and yes. for listening. As, As always, always, we appreciate it. Um, if you're loving the podcast, please tell a friend. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. All yeah. that good stuff. It helps to have other people find the show type in a little review tell us how awesome we are (laughs) please please (laughs) and of course you can always send us any questions you have it could be about food travel anything like love relationships your favorite brand of frozen pizza whatever um on our you could either dm us on instagram at passport pizza pod or you can leave us a voicemail at 717-964-0215 um, also, our email is hello at passportsandpizza.com. Yeah. I almost doubted myself. That's right. But, like, you can send us an email and tell us everything yeah. about whatever. Yeah, we check that all the time. Yeah. Um, and then you can find the show notes with all the details of today's episode with the different pieces we got and stuff. So you can look them up and links to the research that Laura did. And that's at passportsandpizza.com. Yep, and if you want to see what we're up to um, in our day-to-day life, give us a follow. Sarah is at Sarah with no H underscore Cornelius underscore. I am Rome and Go Lightly, R-O-A-M and Go Lightly. And, uh, yeah. And also, thank you to Laura's brother, Will Gingrich, for our theme music. And we'll see you next episode. Yeah, see you next time. Go eat a frozen pizza. Yeah. Treat yourself. Yum. (laughs) Yum. (laughs) Yum. Bye. <laughs> Yum. Hello. We're, okay, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I normally Testing. talk. Testing. Pizza talk. Pizza. Oh, oh my god.